0: Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shay's Geek Nation.
1: Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hiya. Hi. Running. Wait, no. On what? the show is BJ Shay. There's the namesake right over there. Why? I yada. <laughs> and running the boards is Joey D. Oh, On today's show, we will talk with Gareth von Kallenbach about all sorts of cinema news. We will talk about episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us?
2: Get a hold of us via our website, pjgeeknition.com. It's can have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just find us (laughs) on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, as well as Odyssey, which is our new app. So, if you had radio.com, it is now Odyssey.
1: A U D A C Y. There you go. Nice. That's a good way. I like I like your 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 sultry radio voice when you do that, B J. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay. T-H-A-N-K-A-O-Y-O-U-M-O-U. I don't like you. M O U S E. don't like me. Moving on from whatever the hell that was, let's talk with our good friend Gareth von kollenbach because like I said, there is some cinema news that needs to be told. Gareth von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed in Review. That is And Gareth, lots of movie news we've been talking about recently, but some big stuff is going to be happening this year, including something called cinema week right
3: yeah and this was a rather interesting thing because it kind of came out of nowhere without a lot of fanfare and essentially what is happening is that the uh, major exhibitors around the world are teaming with various um, theatrical chains I mean You know, Regal, AMC, Cinemark, so on and so forth. And what they're doing is a week long series of activities in June. And the whole idea behind it is to jumpstart the cinema going experience, to essentially tell the public we're back. We're not going to be pushing these films back forever. Mm -hmm. This is June the the you're going to get some summer blockbusters we are going to start cranking out the films on a regular basis it is safe to go back to the theaters under the you know the current guidelines and stuff and we're going to make it more appealing to you and what we've been told is they're very thin on details but what we've been told is things like special merchandise uh you know maybe collectibles in addition to soda cups and popcorn tubs will be sold at the theaters we have been told that there will be special events. Now people are saying, are they gonna be doing special screenings? Are we gonna see things like um, you know, marathons of Marvel films, of Star Wars films? But then other things we're hearing is that there will be celebrity events. And by that, um, at screenings, you might see directors, writers, producers, stars of the film showing up right before movies saying, hey, thanks for being here. Appreciate you watching our film, blah, 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 that sort of thing there. You know, so all we know is special merchandise and apparently celebrities or VIPs coming. But beyond that, we don't know.
1: And at this point in time, you're looking at and this is kind of like in the kind of the L.A. Hollywood type area. Right. Because, I mean, we've seen this before in the past with like when we still had the Cinerama in Seattle, like, uh, you know, the special screenings of like Firefly and stuff where like Alan Tudyk showed up because I remember Vicky going to that. Are they still just kind of concentrating on that area or do you feel that this is going to be more of a widespread thing depending on like states and stuff?
3: They're saying worldwide. Oh, Depending. okay, yeah. Okay. So you know, it, it they're all in, and that's and that's a thing. And of course, you know, it, it, there is a trickle down effect to this, as we've mentioned. CinemaCon moved to uh, August. Mm -hmm. And this is in June. So essentially what it seems like they're doing is they're going all out, getting the public back in the theaters. And that way, when they do the uh, delayed CinemaCon, they can say, "Okay, folks, uh, you know, here we are. We're the big studios. And you've now seen that we did our part in June and people are starting to come back to the theaters. And this is what we've got for you going forward.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. It's pretty interesting with that. And then kind of leaning in with that as well is uh, we've gotten some uh, Fast 9 news as well, correct?
3: Correct. Now, as we all know, this was due to come out last year. And like Mm -hmm. pretty much everything under the planet, (laughs) uh, especially those with any kind of budget, it was pushed back a year until the time they felt it was safe to resume uh, theaters we've already been told that there will be at least one more fast and furious film i believe the plan was to wrap it up at 10 films but they've also said we're going to have all sorts of spinoffs coming down the line now what is interesting is we've had a rush of trailers we've had two trailers come out already for it and it seems that universal is pretty much full ahead on putting the film out this summer well news came out a few days ago that really pushed it home saying that they've already committed to a China and various overseas markets, and they are getting it a good five weeks before the United States.
1: Wow. Is that something like, are they just uh, like, is it something along the lines of just like uh, China's ready for this? Or is it just like, like, I don't even know why they would do this.
3: It's an interesting thing because, you know, you have to look at the whole box office. There was a time when the box office was North America and uh, Western Europe, Australia, uh, New Zealand, and uh, Japan. And anything else you got along the way was all bonus, and that was largely from the United States. Well, then China became this massive player in the game, and you started see countries that never had first-run theaters of note into the mix now do. So now the overseas is bringing in the bigger bucks in many cases. So you know, five, seven years ago you started to see films like I remember some of the Marvel films, some of the Battleship, I like Battleship, things like that. It was not uncommon to have certain films open a week, ten days, five days overseas before they opened in the United States. And now you're seeing a look of, this is odd in that it's five weeks. I mean, I can remember certain British films or foreign films that, yeah, might have been out in their own countries for months
1: totally. ahead
3: of release in the United States. This is a different thing. This is not a, you know, a film adaptation of a popular TV show in a specific country. Uh, this is a major, big-budget, theatrical film that's expected to do exceptionally well. To, to say it would come out a week maybe two weeks ahead of time wasn't a surprise five weeks is very interesting and and the way I see it is I think they're looking at it as saying these are the places that we know that we can probably draw a large audience right now and by okay, doing this okay, not yeah, only are we yeah. getting money we're building the hype and we can go to people and say look look at all these people they've already gone and seen it they're not having problems everything's fine everything's safe Go to the theaters. Don't miss out. See it on the big screen.
1: And I think that's kind of the uh, the thing uh, as well. I mean, if you just imagine uh, the FOMO when it comes down to it, the fear of missing out, and it's like, yeah, everyone's seeing it in this theater. It's, it had a huge opening in China, which you might be like, well, that's what they're doing and whatever, but there's a lot of people, I mean, myself included, that have, uh, you know, it's like, oh, the hype is going, the hype is going, and now it's making me want to go see this in the theaters, and especially something like The Fast and Furious, series where it, it's about that theatrical experience, getting those bombastic special effects and all that amazing stunt work in on the big screen with that sound system and everything. It's just something else entirely.
3: Oh, exactly. And see, you know, and I remember the ones that we've seen since we've been here. They went from doing them in the standard theaters to we had uh, a recent one at an IMAX. And, you know, you're sitting here watching, and I remember the one, I think it was two films ago, where they had the gigantic, you know, scene where they chased the plane, and my wife leaned to me and said, exactly how long is that runway? Because they've been going at that thing for about 10, 15 <laughs> minutes, you know, they should be, <laughs> and I'm like, All right, but, we're, but see, that's the whole thing, you're not supposed to ask questions like that, And no. <laughs> you know, the, and, you know, and then the, the last one, the spinoff, we saw on a standard size screen, doesn't matter, it was still... You know, you're just sitting there shaking your head going, this is just so ridiculous, It it defies all the laws of logic, and you know what? But they're so earnest in how they deliberate, you just keep watching going, <laughs> "All right, <laughs> how outrageous are they going to be next? And it's still entertaining, and that's, you know, and I think that's the thing. I think... There's been all this talk that people are ready. People want to get out and have a communal experience, and so now the trick is basically getting to them and say, you know, it is safe for you if you, you know to put your mask on and sit in a theater for a couple hours with you know the filters going and all of that good stuff. Enjoy this film. And that's what Uh, they're essentially trying to say.
1: Absolutely. And now also, finally finishing this up with our movie chat and kind of getting into the video game stuff, Ubisoft has talked about maybe getting into television and films as well.
3: Yeah, they've been actually involved and they're ramping it up. Uh, Some of the recent examples is the very popular Mythic Quest which involves uh Mac and Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> and Megan Gans has they finished their first season. They had a pandemic special and they just put out a very, very good uh special the other uh day. The new season is coming. I'm not allowed to talk about it yet for but I have seen it. And it is produced by Ubisoft. Um okay. you have Damn. a um We talked uh, briefly in the past about the deal they have with Netflix, where they've talked about Assassin's Creed content coming to Netflix. There is supposedly a Division movie coming uh, to Netflix. I know of another, uh, let's just say, uh, also under embargo, but let's say coming to a streaming service involving another popular long-running ubisoft franchise oh. and uh now we also have them branching out in uh, a more traditional thing we got a trailer in for a movie called uh, werewolves within and it's going to be out in theaters in wow. uh september and it is an r-rated as they refer to it horror whodunit
1: interesting. And just the fact that it's got werewolves in the title kind of makes me excited because you don't see a lot of good werewolf movies. I think it's one of those things as a horror fan that you kind of miss out on a
3: lot. So it'll be interesting to see what's going on with that. Exactly. And and it's kind of the tipping point, because we had talked before about why so many video game movies are bad. And it's (laughs) largely due to the fact that you can license the name, but there's severe restrictions on story and look and so on and so forth. And the old thought was, well, if we have the title Doom, all the Doom fans are going to come. And then when they see the movies are bad, then they look away. Now you're starting to see the film studios themselves be much more active in the production of their product. They're not so quick to just say. All right, let's cut a deal for licensing, and we'll to give the script a quick glance, and yeah, 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 this is fine, all right, we're okay with the director. Go do it now they're basically essentially opening up their own divisions and saying. Uh, we're going to do it ourselves in partnership with established people, and I think you're going to see better quality product from it.
1: Won't it be nice to actually have a chance to see a video game movie and then be like, "Yes, I saw that, and I did like it."
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, case in point: look at Castlevania and Witcher. We've yeah. started to see yeah. better quality adaptations. Absolutely,
1: Gareth. Thank you so much again, Gareth von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed. That is sknr.net. We talked movies now, but you can get video games. T- television all sorts of different things if you go to sknr.net thank you gareth anytime take care thank you gareth again gareth von kallenbach from skewed and reviewed that is sknr.net and if you're listening to this on friday the april of 23rd you may have already watched the final episode of falcon and the winter soldier
0: no I know. we have not six episodes that's just
1: no i know we i i kind of expected there to be more um but that was just the assumption because i assumed that they would have at least like a 10 or eight episode arc wandavision had nine because they wanted 10 but because of covid they couldn't but this was set out to be six episodes the entire time so last week we had the penultimate episode truth which um, first off, start off with an amazing fight between um, uh, between John Walker, Bucky, and Sam. That was mm-hmm. so cool. It was... Yes. I,
2: I don't want to say heartbreaking, but there was so much emotion to that fight. It wasn't yeah. just throwing punches. It was oh, you want this shield like I am Captain America and to the point where you know John Walker almost uh, kills again with that shield.
1: Yeah, well, he, he Wyatt was getting Russell. ready to. Wyatt-,
0: Wyatt Russell, the actor, is doing a tremendous, tremendous job. I mean, he really, really is because to be able to take that character who we want to hate, in so many ways we want to hate that character. And so many people do. Like he's and not,
2: yeah, not a good guy.
0: He's not a good guy, but you know, I have empathy for him yes. and what he's going through. And that's that's great acting from Wyatt no he doubt is about the it son
2: of kurt russell so i didn't even family. That. what yeah what mm-hmm.
0: he's the son of kurt russell mm-hmm. god he does yeah he looks if, just if like he, the guy now that you, now that you, up. you actually look at I, it right
2: i, I saw a p- uh, post or an article and they had the picture side by side of each other i'm like oh nope, that that's definitely his son
0: <laughs> <laughs> i totally didn't even think about that i didn't oh, either and that's goldie's kid too or because they've been <laughs> kurt and goldie have been together forever
2: Yes that is Goldie Hunt's son. Wow. so that so
0: that so the sister because we know that uh Kate Hudson is also uh their kid right?
2: Not Kurt Russell's. Oh oh the, you know Kurt what? Russell they- is her stepfather.
0: Never mind. Uh yeah, that would be, of course Hudson I guess would be the last thing. You know what? They thank you, Vicky. The Hudson should have been the clue. Well, they're brother they're, sister.
2: They're, yeah, they're half siblings. All right then.
0: Well, it's a family affair is what's going on here.
2: Oh yeah. I oh, think wow. So it runs Russell. in their family why he's so talented.
0: Yeah, there is
1: that. That was it was it was a brutal fight that um yeah. it it progressed the story too because this whole thing has been about whether or not Sam Wilson will take Captain America's shield and we found out even more so about it. I mean, we when 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 Sam talked with Isaiah Bradley about the fact that there would never be a black Captain America, it was the whole point of this entire thing was not even even Sam Wilson was willing to accept uh, that. And we didn't realize essentially why until really kind of Bucky um, spelled it out. Like both Steve Rogers and Bucky, Bucky did know about the whole plan really all along. And he just, it was like, oh, we didn't realize what it would mean, not for you to take the shield, but what it would mean for everybody else, like it should matter, but it ultimately absolutely does. So having to address that, but then finally being able to come to his own agreement for himself to be like, no, I want to be able to do this. But it had to start with that fight where he got his falcon wings ripped right Mm -hmm. off, which was amazing looking but also it was like well that like that's his identity as a as a superhero but where's it gonna go there
2: was a very big part and i did mention that i i learned this information by watching tiktoker straw hat Mm -hmm. who by the way has been receiving a lot of hate because he said at the very beginning this show is about race and people are like no it's not proof is in the pudding yeah anywho but he mentioned that joaquin torres is actually the next falcon in the comics Oh. So that part uh, where he's like, oh, what do you want to do with these? Like, keep them. That was, in a sense, him passing on the mantle. Oh,
1: and then uh, Bucky hooked him up with a uh, special Wakandan briefcase. Which we don't know what's inside. No, oh, it's got to be a suit. Uh, that's what I was thinking, you too. You mean yeah. it's not the
2: diamonds from uh, Pulp Fiction? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: could be Probably the diamonds wouldn't. from Pulp Fiction. You're very right. I hadn't thought about that either.
1: Last week when we were talking about this episode, I had mentioned that there was going to be a cameo from an, an Academy-winning or...
2: Academy uh, Award-winning actress. Or actor.
1: Yeah, and we didn't know that. And I I guess I just kind of spoiled a little bit right there because suddenly on screen we have Julia Louis Dreyfus. What did she win an Academy Award for? Uh, I don't know. I think.
0: Is that it? Maybe. No, VEEP is not a no, Veep, that would yeah. be an Emmy. So you're talking oh, Emmy maybe award. Emmy winner. award, yeah. She, oh, that's yeah, one. yeah, she she's won an Emmy for that. Yeah, I okay. but I didn't know she won an Yeah. yeah. Uh, Academy's movies, Emmy's TV. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I probably yeah. said the wrong one there. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was so surprised cuz I didn't know. I didn't I I didn't know she was going to be in it. I, I didn't, didn't even hear
1: your clue. So I was really so like is that is that Elaine? What I know, oh, yeah. it's like Elaine Bennis is in uh, now the MCU,
2: and she's is she that has Veep? she did win uh, she did win an Emmy as well for Seinfeld and Veep.
1: Oh, okay, so, so look at that, and so yeah, yes. she's
0: so good too. She, was, I, I mean, she played that role. Oh my God, she played
1: Valentina so well, and so yeah, so she's playing Valentina Allegra de La Fontaine. Who and, is that? I don't know. Um, well, uh, essentially, um, in the comics, she has played a woman named Madame Hydra. Yes, and she's kind like it's seeming to be at this point. She's going to be possibly the Nick Fury of, of the bad side. Yeah, of what I'm gonna call the anti Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gonna be like John Walker because obviously she came to him as you know the not Captain America, right. and she's gonna be building her own super team and speculation is going everywhere with this. It's not as bad as like with what WandaVision Mm -hmm. was, but people are trying to see what they're going to be, what she's going to be creating and who's going to be a part of this super, super bad team. We don't even know at this point.
2: And I I think uh, it kind of sucks because I read that her first appearance was supposed to be in the Black Widow movie. Mm -hmm. So her cameo, if you will, or her presence was supposed to be even more impactful, but it's lucky that she is who yeah. she is as an actress, because then people are like, oh, that's awesome. Because
1: at that point, you would have known who she is a little bit more, right. or had some more information, mm-hmm. because Black Widow was supposed to come out last year, Yes, well, now it's coming out this year, so spoiler, we we'll her and, in it.
2: And even Falcon Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before WandaVision, so everything's kind of gotten... A little screwy. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: They're playing with the uh they're playing with uh, the timeline as best as they can with it. So it'll be interesting to see where she goes with that. We do have one more episode left. I like WandaVision, the last episode was one big giant fight essentially. Right. Um they kind of did that fight. In this last episode, I don't really know what this last one's going to be.
2: So one thing I didn't know, I noticed people kept talking about and I didn't get what I'm like, what are you referring to? Did I miss it while watching the show? Because, I mean, it could happen. I get distracted easily. But if you anybody else watch the end credits. Uh, Yes, because I had to go back and rewatch the the show and the end credits to the scene where with what John Walker, I keep wanting to say Wyatt Walker, (laughs) (laughs) John Walker was doing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about, Joe?
1: No idea. Oh. So
2: in the end credits they cut to him in his garage or somewhere basically welding some stuff and welding his badges onto his own makeshift Captain America shield.
1: Yeah. Like he's going to keep being Captain, Captain, America. Captain America like even when during the whole scene uh the 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 trial of him and they're just like the way that he walks out and just disregards even it, their it, stuff. Like, you guys made me. I did what you told me to do, and it, now you're just going to throw me to the wolves. It's like, well, dude, you kind of went nuts. But...
2: It's like a, Yeah,
1: it's he like, don't see it that he, way. He, he right. does
2: have, like, you do empathize with him, but he is, you know, still a baddie, and mm-hmm. it basically showed his privilege. It shows that he should have been punished a lot harder than he was.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know that there are... I. I have my own theories. I don't want to throw them out there because I'll probably be wrong like I have uh, been with most everything else.
2: I Do like, it! I, I kind of want to tell you the theory, the one I sent you. Which one? We discussed about Sharon Carter.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: So there is a r- rumor theory that goes along that it, villains are not allowed to use iPhones or Apple products.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Apple has stated that if you're a bad guy in a movie, you can't use an iPhone.
2: And uh, when she was making some phone calls, she was not using an iPhone.
1: So, ah. now. Maybe
2: she's the power broker. Maybe or, Valentina's the power broker.
1: Or maybe it might be somebody else, even higher up, that we haven't seen for many years, many movies, going all the way back to an Incredible Hulk movie starring Edward Norton. Abomination? Wow. Uh, no. The man who oh. made Abomination.
2: Was it Tim? No. Blake?
1: It, no. Uh, no, it was Thaddeus Ross. Thaddeus oh, Thunderbolt yes. Ross. Wow. And if you hear General th- Ross. Yes, if you hear the Thunderbolt, that was his nickname, and if you look that up on the internet... Maybe there was a group of anti heroes called the Thunderbolts led by Baron Zemo, including many other heroes of mm. villainous descent who may or may not be the best people around, but maybe trying to get the quote unquote job done. And now, when we're in an Avengerless world right now, maybe we need a group of people to bring the Avengers back together to form up.
2: This throws me off because so I just of, threw out that theory. he kind of nice. looks, he looks kind of like uh, the actor who played the older version of Tony Stark's dad, so it's throwing me off. I'm oh, like, wait, no, that yeah, isn't yeah. Tony Stark's
1: Yeah, no, dad. no, no, it's not. It's not. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the sixth episode. I didn't want to put up that fan theory, but you made me do it, and I'll probably be wrong, but, but here's not, me hoping. We're not
2: clinging to these fan theories like we were with WandaVision. True. We were... Just like okay, these are fun to speculate about, but we're not clinging to them, hoping for something amazing, crazy to happen.
1: Yes, but I will tweet about how right I was if I was in fact right. And that is your right. Exactly. Uh, well, see what happens with that, and uh, let us know how you feel about how all that happens. But right now, it is time to get to the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, what do you got, Vicky? Casting news oh interesting I
2: feel like a lot of shows a lot of everything's just happening and I'm just getting a lot of it mm-hmm. uh whether it's confirmation or you know hey this is a new thing like we've known for a while like we know Spider-Man 3 it's gonna be crazy it's yeah. gonna be a mess and I think Jamie Fox and Alfred Molina might have been confirmed about a year ago but Alfred Molina just recently came out and he's like you know it's wonderful it's um he said it was a very interesting going back after 17 years to play the same role 17
0: years wow given
2: that in the inter (laughs) intervening years i now have two chins a waddle crow's feet and a slightly (laughs) a slightly dodgier lower back um but he seems really excited some people are worried though um how is it going to affect that Spider-Man movie? Because, I mean, Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, we could all agree was...
1: Yeah, he was feeling himself. (laughs) I mean,
2: (laughs) sure. But I really loved his performance as Doc Ock. As somebody at that age... I was a teenager, I didn't know much about Doc Ock, but I fell in love with his performance and I loved, you know, his story. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, luckily Spider-Man, you know, he was in Spider-Man 2, so most people do feel good about Spider-Man 2, uh, and so mm-hmm. and so Doc Ock and Melina, they, I got no bad feelings about them, because 2 was good, uh, 3, you know, yeah, if they try to bring anybody from 3 in there, uh, that <laughs> might be an issue. We need to fire whoever's
2: um, making yeah. that choice. That being said, like some people are worried how is this going to affect their timeline? Because spoiler alert, if you haven't seen that movie, how 17 years ago, he did not make it.
1: Oh. So how
2: is that going to alter their timeline?
1: Interesting. Like, I mean, they're obviously not gonna go back and shoot that movie again because that would be silly. All kinds of
2: shenanigans. Yeah.
1: And like that was that was that was a Sam Raimi one, right? Yes. Right. And he's doing uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yes. So it kind of makes sense in those sort of terms. Like maybe Sam is just like, no, that's fine. I don't even care. Like I know it's going to open up all sorts of like weird wormhole, Mm -hmm. divergent timeline sort of things. I can only imagine.
0: It may not not be. It may just be that, you know, that just like we saw in the uh, Into the Spider Verse animated series. They all exist, just it's all very different. And depending on which parallel of the universe you're going to go to, that's what I'm assuming is that these Spider-Man will all be different incarnations in a, from a different universe, which means, you know, Toby Maguire's time 17 years ago could actually be now in our time in his universe. You know what I'm saying?
2: But that's what I mean. Like he died.
0: Well, no, but so I mean, he's the, in
2: now universe, like, you know.
0: Our now universe, though, could be their now universe before he died. Is what I'm saying. Like but we. The, the pr- thing is,
2: then Toby Maguire looks older. Are they going to de-age him? Are they going to go oh, with
1: that yeah, method? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That probably can happen. That's a so, good question. So, I think they could de-age him, yeah. The, yeah. They're, they're mixing both multiverse stuff and also maybe timey-wimey things. Yes. Joe will love this one. Hooray! Yeah. I will personally
2: make sure he is altered. We're going to go and get some drinks beforehand. Maybe you know.
1: Yeah, this is going to be an interesting snacks. one because I know that there there have been some quote unquote leaks out there talking about maybe possibly the third act of Spider-Man: Far From uh, Not Far From Home, No Way Home, No, no Way, way home, home, No Way Home, and. It's interesting how they might be trying to do this, and I might have spoiled myself, but I'm I'm just assuming that they're not real at this point in time. But if you go out there searching for stuff, there are uh, either theories or leaks do it. Do it. Um, if you want to uh, ruin it for yourself. Like
0: myself. Yeah, de aging's a way to go. Also, I mean, you know, Doc Ock wouldn't be the first person that looked like they died and then didn't die.
2: Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. true. See, we have to go yeah. back
0: and watch it. Was there a body at the
2: end? <laughs> yeah, dun, dun,
0: I mean, dun. that's it. And even if there was a body at the end, I mean, my God, Doc Ock in the comics died and then just went and lived in Peter's head for a while. So, I mean, you know, I mean, anything
2: can happen. And there's a million rumors surrounding this. Like, is Willem Dafoe coming back as Green Goblin? Oh.
0: Now,
1: is
2: Charlie Cox going to be showing up as Matt Murdoch? Mm.
0: I want this all. I want it I all. Really yes, the answer's all
2: yes. Um,
1: if I remember correctly, Doc Ock dies trying to save the the whole city by collapsing the sun and then drowning that, in the water. So he doesn't actually right. get shown dying. No. See? Oh yeah. look at you, he, he he fight, yeah. yeah, he yeah. fights against the
2: little uh, his robot arms. Yes, because yes. they want to and... do bad things, and he's like, "No, we can't. We can't."
1: Yeah. See, and it's the the one thing that I would have loved if they had decided to maybe bring back the in, uh, uh, Enter the Spider Verse um, uh, Doc Ock, because that was pl- uh, played voiced by, by the. By Catherine the, Hahn? Yes, who plays Agatha Harkness. So I just think that they should just figure out a way to get every one of, uh, like, every villain to be Agatha, or at least be, <laughs> uh, yeah, be oh, a Catherine wow. Hahn. Right. Oh, I definitely goodness. need an edible in, in order to be able to follow yeah. this. We're watching into Washington. the Hanverse. Yes. Oh
2: God. <laughs> uh, moving on to other, you know, also Marvel news, uh, casting news. We know Marvel Secret Invasion is a thing happening, mm-hmm. and they just how do we know
0: this? It's supposed to be a secret.
2: <laughs> uh, we know Game of Thrones star Amelia Clark joins the show.
0: And oh, so Secret Invasion!
2: Yeah, she has joined the cast. It's going to be a new uh, Disney Plus show. And uh, Have they
1: said any sort of role yet? No, yeah, I wanted to be really. Sue Richards, but I guess that's not going to happen now. Oh, Interesting. I think that would have been a good one. That's a okay. really good call. Yeah, we have yeah. never talked about having her as Sue Richards. Well, we should. I well, mean, now you just have. Is yeah. the
2: secret, what's the secret <laughs> invasion have, having to do with the scrolls? Didn't the uh, the Fantastic Four have anything to do with that?
1: Well,
0: I know um, that. Yeah, I don't. Re- I remember Secret Wars, and so I don't know if Secret Invasion is a different thing because I, I I don't. I'm not familiar with Secret Invasion unless it's, it's just rebranding it's a, Secret it's a, Wars. It's a
2: newer thing that happened. I'll get. Oh, more I about. don't know.
0: See, now I don't know what that's about. Uh,
1: the story revolves involves a subversive long term invasion of Earth by the Skrulls, a group of alien shapeshifters that oh. we've known about them um and it looks like it was yeah the 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 whole promotional tagline was who do you trust
0: so how do they do this with what we've learned from you know the the you know the captain marvel movies uh, about how the scrolls aren't as bad as at least the comics are they going to turn around and do a little duplicity
2: thing with this i mean maybe well- some scrolls are bad some aren't
1: and that's the one thing that is interesting in that because we have seen a subset of scrolls because they were refugees. Oh, we haven't seen yeah. the scrolls as a whole, and they did yeah. kind of flip it and turn the Cree into the quote unquote bad guys because right. they were the ones hunting the scrolls, and the scrolls were just trying to get away. Like, are you
0: trying to say that there are like a group of people where some could be good and some could not be so good? Like we, you want to entertain that? We can't just stereotype it might an be entire a gray area. planet of people. I refuse to believe. I'm going to get rural
2: nerdy here in a minute. Here we go. Uh, uh, so one of the things I find interesting is Runaways was a Marvel so- uh, show that was on Hulu. It has since been canceled, which is kind mm-hmm. of a bummer. Although, uh, what's her face? Ugh, Elizabeth Hurley's character in the second season was eh.
0: <laughs>
2: That being said, one of the big key plot lines in the comic was a character who was a scroll set to marry one of them. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of touched on that a little bit, but I don't think they called them a scroll. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh, like, oh, could they'll, they'll aliens from Runaways possibly have something to do with all this? Because crossover.
1: And I mean, at I this, would
2: like more Runaways.
1: Right. And I feel that they really kind of need to bring everything in, and they're trying to do that right now. It's such a massive undertaking to be able to do all this. It's fun to hear that they're. Pro, like they're they're moving forward with mm-hmm. everything, and hearing that Amelia Clark's going to be in it, it's very exciting. I'm really stoked to even find out what role she may be playing in it. I love so Richard- she, <laughs> she, she
2: is basically getting dipping her toe into everything geeky. Yeah, I'm so excited. I like it. Until next time, stay nerdy.